if I were you. LVP, brilliant, durable. Ask about it today at Professional Floor Covering, online at proflr.com. When talking about installing a new HVAC system, one name keeps dropping into the conversation. JB Mechanical of Beaver Dam. Because while some companies might only install an HVAC system, JB Mechanical designs, fabricates, and installs your new heating and cooling system. JB Mechanical is upfront about the cost and guarantees your satisfaction. Find out more at jbmechllc.com or visit them on Facebook at JB Mechanical LLC. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Talking to your kids about the dangers of vaping can be hard. Getting them to listen to hot gossip is easy. So here's some drama you could share with your kid. Dude, did you hear about Cassie and Jake? No, but did you hear that vaping can cause irreversible lung damage and nicotine affects brain development? <gasps> Nuh-uh. You don't need to gossip if you want to have an open conversation about vaping. So if you want to get tips on when and how to talk to your kids, visit talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. It is 32 minutes after the 12 o'clock hour here on WBEV 95.3. 19 degrees, and boy, does it feel like a warm 19 degrees after the last couple days of chilly weather that we've experienced. It is now time for our community comment program. On today's program, we want to welcome into the conversation... uh, Guests from the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater and the Horicon Phoenix program. Uh, here in the studio with us is the managing director of the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater, David Allen Smith. David, great to see you again. Thanks, Craig. Always great to be back. Couple guests with you as well with the Horicon Phoenix program. Uh, we want to welcome uh, into the chat Christine Schmitz and Liz Darner. How are you guys today? Good, Craig. How are you? Good, Hi. good, good. And uh, joining us remotely by the telephone apparatus, we want to welcome into the conversation from the band Wheelhouse, Frank Bush. Frank, how are you doing today? Great, Craig. How are you? Oh, you know, I, I can't complain. In fact, I feel like I'll be doing a, a lot better when I'm uh, enjoying the music of Wheelhouse this weekend uh, at the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater. Now, this is a, a, a partnership between the Community Theater, the Horicon Phoenix program, and of course the wonderful band that's going to be playing this weekend, Wheelhouse. Uh, if you guys could, uh, from the Horicon Phoenix program, from the Beaver Dam Community Theater, explain to me this collaboration that uh, that you've got and uh, how it is culminating in this weekend's big concert. Liz? Hi. Well, hi, my name is Liz Darner. I'm Executive Director of the Horicon Phoenix program. And in uh, early 2019, the theater approached our organization and said, hey, we love what you do at Music at the Market every Wednesday in Horicon, and we'd love to bring some music to the theater here in Beaver Dam. And uh, so we said, sure. So this is our third season of Fire and Ice. We had to skip 2020, of course, but um, we're excited to be back. And uh, this is our second show of our third season. Excellent. Very good. So let's get the details about the show for uh, for this Saturday. What do we need to know, Christine? So um, doors open at 6 on Saturday. Um, then show starts at 7. We have an opener. Her name is Mackenzie Moore. And um, she'll play from 7 to 8. And then um, Wheelhouse will start at 8.30 and they'll play till 10. Excellent. Very good. All in the uh, beautiful, state-of-the-art, uh, br- we call it brand new, even though it was uh, part of the uh, uh, St. Catherine uh, Drexel Parish there uh, many decades ago. But it's it's brand new to us, David, isn't it? Well, it is. Um, we have so many people coming in all the time who uh, look around and say, you know, I have never been in here yet since the remodel. So it's new to a lot of people in the community, and uh, everything is of course, still brand new because we didn't get much use out of it for a couple of years thanks to COVID. But yeah, it's uh, it's very nice. And this year we upgraded our lighting and uh, we're always trying to make it a better experience for the audience. So yeah, absolutely. It's a new venue. Wheelhouse is not necessarily new to, uh, to Beaver Dam uh, listeners and enjoyers of uh, music. 
Frank, if you could, give us some insight into the world of Wheelhouse. Who are you? What do you do? What do you play? Who else is in the band that we need to know about? That's a lot of questions for a first question, but have at her if you would. That's right. I'm a musician, so I love to talk about myself. <laughs> uh, uh, so one of our band members, Kenny on fiddle, who's a virtuoso fiddle player, one of the best fiddle players in the Midwest, uh, is from Beaver Dam. So we've got ties to Beaver Dam. We've been playing... Uh, the theater there we played the and we played in the old theater too uh, before they moved over to this new beautiful room um our music is uh it's americana which is uh i've, I've heard it described many different ways country music for democrats <laughs> i don't know stuff like that we're we're kind of like a bluegrass band whereas we uh we have an upright bass fiddle a couple acoustic guitars lots of big harmonies but it's not strictly just a bluegrass uh style of music we play a lot of a lot of original stuff that blurs different genre lines, and then we play a lot of some covers that you know you might not expect a, a, a bluegrass band to you know play a 12-minute version of Pink Floyd song. But we <laughs> we delve into all kinds of different uh, styles of music. Um, oh, sorry, go on. No, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. I was going to say, my, I think my favorite uh, term that I hear of uh, as far as Americana is concerned is uh, the alternative. The alternative, yep, absolutely. Yeah, so we're, you know we're definitely steeped in country and bluegrass, but we don't let that. We we're not just doing strictly, you know, top forty modern country. That kind of sounds like recycled pop music to us. So we just do, you know, whatever we feel like doing, and whatever comes out comes out. But super talented musicians. We've been around for about ten years. Toured all over the country. We released, you know, five six records. Um, and the show is, you know, it's a it's a real good show. Real interactive, high energy, dynamic. Yeah. So who is Frank Bush? Uh, give us the uh, the rundown as far as uh, your professional musical career is uh, concerned. What do you play? When did you start playing it? Sure. I, I play uh, mostly rhythm guitar in this band, and I'm the lead singer. Okay. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a real musical family in a little town called Cuba City, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, my dad was a big band leader. His dad was a big band leader, so on and so forth, going back to the old country. But uh, I'm the only one that ever played a stringed instrument. Um, but yeah, I, I was in Mighty Short Bus with one of the members of Wheelhouse for many years, and that's how we got to know Kenny and our, our other original member, Mark, who were in another, they were in Lucas Cates' band, became friends with them, and we kind of made the supergroup Wheelhouse, about, like I said, about 10 years ago, just to just to kind of goof around during the week, and then we both realized, we all four realized this band was really special, uh, and we quit our respective bands and made this our priority. And it's been going strong. I, we used to do, pre-COVID, we did 200 shows a year. Sometimes up to 250. Um, since COVID, we we knew during, before COVID we were going to pump the brakes a little bit because we've been doing so much. Um, and now we just take selective, you know, maybe 30 to 50 shows a year, ones we really want to do. Um, so we're really excited about the Beaver Dam Community Theater because we haven't played in a few weeks, and we're always excited to get together and. And, and feed off that energy of each other. Nothing like a, a live uh, musical performance, in my opinion, but there's also something to be said for going into the studio and uh, and kind of perfecting uh, those uh, those songs that you've uh, come to love on uh, stage or, or writing new ones. Well, what is the, uh, you, you mentioned five or six CDs, uh, what is the status of, uh, of uh, Wheelhouse as a uh, recording band, and what's your most recent album? Uh, right before COVID, we came out with a self-titled record, which, I mean, was an inopportune time to put a whole bunch of money into a record. <laughs> um, but that was, I want to say, our fifth studio, and then we have a live record, too, that we, we have. Um, and as far as future, we have a couple songs that we want to get out and record before this summer, so we have something fresh. Um, not looking to put out... The climate of releasing records has changed, especially in the last five years, where... We're not looking to put out any more physical records, I don't think, but we're looking to keep recording and, and just put put out you know uh, stuff for streaming and for buying on, on the Internet. What, what is Wheelhouse's approach to uh, putting together an original song in terms of who's doing uh, uh, what in the band when it comes to, to getting that, uh, that song finalized? That's a great question. You know, uh, when it comes to songwriting, there's no formula. You know, sometimes two of us will work on a song together. Sometimes, uh, this, one of the songs we're going to the studio with recently was one that I had worked on just by myself, something I'd written, sent out to the guys. That happens where somebody will have an idea and they'll send it out. Um, sometimes we'll work as a group. It, does, it really doesn't have a formula. However it gets done, it gets done. And then we all come together and we you know, work on our own individual parts. And we talk about, hey, this would go cool here. Hey, can you sing a harmony here? 
you know, blah, 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 just to get the song to sound as best as the four of us can make it sound. And we don't do a whole bunch of, like, when we go in the studio, we'll do a little bit of overdubbing, but we want it to sound like you're there. You know, we're not going to add in a, a ton of other instruments that we can't replicate live. We want it to sound like we sound, like the four of us, because we feel like the four of us put out a really big sound and, and a great noise. So we want to just capture that, like you said, perfect it, enhance it in the studio, and make it sound as good as possible. And, and then, so just to recap, the, the four of you, uh, you're on rhythm guitar and, and vocals. Uh, Kenny Lizer is on uh, fiddle. Uh, introduce us to the rest of the band. Uh, Nick Adamay plays lead guitar. He also sings. And then on upright bass, Christian West. Ah, and he has a little bit of singing too. Only when we let him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so COVID. What did that do for you as a musician in terms of creativity, and what did it do for the band? Well, like I said, we we knew we were going to pump the brakes a little bit going into COVID, and the easy answer for most musicians is like, "Oh, it was terrible, it was horrible, blah blah blah." <coughs> for me personally, it was a blessing. You know, you got to look at these things with a positive outlook, and you know, it gave me. Uh, insight into what I wanted to do next, and, uh, it, you know, maybe it rested my voice a little bit, and it got me to doing the live streams, which was a new thing. It was fun, you know, it was, it was different, and it was it was hard times financially, but at the end of the day, that's not the most important thing. You know, the mental uh, toll that playing 200 shows a year can take on you and your family for, you know, I've been doing that for 20 years. It was great to just step back and be like, hey, I don't have to play a show for the next few weeks. I can just hang with my family. And I can enjoy a summer without being constantly moving. So, you know, you look at the blessings, you look at the good things that come out of uh, things like that. And, yeah, some great songs came out of it. I think I wrote some really good stuff. Um, and the, the, it didn't stifle my creativity. It, the, like I said, the easy answer is it was terrible. It ruined us financially. But the, the correct answer was it, was it was a blessing. It was great. It, it opened my eyes to new things. It, it sounds like, as you mentioned, it, uh, it it made you reevaluate the number of shows you're doing each year. But what did, what did a couple years off have to do uh, with that time uh, from the moment you you strum that first chord or hit that first note on the stage? Was there any impact there? You know, we did some stuff over COVID. We did, a, I remember the second, uh, 21, I want to say, 20 or 21, I can't remember. Things blurred together. Mm. Well, we went and we did a live stream up at uh, the Thrasher Opera House up in Green Lake. Oh, nice. And we hadn't played together in months, and I had a bit of a panic attack. Oh. It was really, really scary. And nothing like that had really ever happened to me before, but it had been so long, and we started in a song, and I couldn't remember the first word, and I just just about lost it. Um so it was really humbling, you know, you just get, in person in my position, we just get used to doing the show, you know, over and over and over again. We'll add new songs and things like that. But to have that hard break for that long and then to get back up there without really getting a chance because it was still, you know, we weren't getting together much. It was still kind of weird. Um, and we thought it'd be no problem. And it, it for me, it, there was a point where I really just about had a panic attack. It was a lot of anxiety. And then it went away and, you know, we went, we did more shows, and I got more comfortable again. But a long break surprisingly took a, a mental toll on me when we got back up there where I was I was not acclimated. I was, it had just, you know, scared me. But luckily those days in the past, and you know, we get together enough where I don't ever feel that anymore. But it, it, was, it, was, it was different. Speaking with Frank Bush, he is the, uh, the vocalist and uh, rhythm guitar player with uh, Wheelhouse, who are performing this weekend at the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater. How, how does Wheelhouse uh, approach an individual show? Do you, you guys have a, a routine set list that, uh, that you, you, you go through as, as part of the performance? Is, uh, is, is, is it more improvisational? What does that look like? You know, we don't really do set lists. I mean, we will probably for the shows now that we do so, so, so much fewer. In the past, it was a real free form because we could play 100 songs. We always kind of know for whatever show, what ones we're going to lean on. And now we have a list of songs that we play regularly at our feet, and we'll just, we kind of take turns um, picking the next song, just so that people don't feel like the songs that they want to play aren't getting played, or, you know, a song they wrote. Like, hey, when we play the song that I wrote in a while, let's do this one tonight, they'll call it out. But we don't make strict set lists. We like to keep it loose. And our show is like that. Like, we converse with the crowd. 
it's a real, uh, you know, easygoing kind of thing. And then we'll get into the song and block everything else out, and it's all about the song. And then the song's over, and we'll talk amongst each other on the stage and with the people in the crowd and talk about the song we're going to gonna do next. And then once again, we'll focus on the song and, and put our blinders on. But we don't normally do set lists. I mean, we might for this show because we haven't played it in a few weeks. We'll, we'll definitely have an idea of the songs. We want to do a lot of originals, a cover. Maybe we'll do, you know, uh, we, we take pride in our covers. Whereas they don't sound much like the original, but they're they're pretty intense. Like I said, we do like a 10, 12 minute version of a, of "Comfortably Numb" by Pink Floyd. We do, you know, some some covers people might not think are covers once they hear them. Um, how, how do you get a How do you get a cover in the band? How do you uh, How do the four of you decide which uh, song you're going to cover? Um, that comes out of practice. Like, hey, let's just jam on this, and if we we jam on a song, and then by the end of playing it, we're like, we got to play that live. And we used to do a weekly uh, residency here in Madison, which became kind of a huge thing. Um, and we would always throw in covers just to keep, you know, ourselves entertained. Hmm. And then those covers kind of become their own thing because we don't want it to sound like the original. We're not a cover band. So we would go off and explore musically what we could do with it, you know, different breaks or different long jam sessions or harmony guitar parts with the violin or whatever musically creative thing we could do to keep it interesting for us and to change the song to give our own spin on it you know frank i want to go back to something you said earlier about moving away from a record certainly it's not just wheelhouse it's the the music industry in general or even your your average um uh you know bar band or whatever it may be the 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 days of having to uh, press cds is 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 pretty much behind us so so what does that mean to a band like Wheelhouse uh, creatively in terms of trying to get those uh, those songs out there? What approach do you take in 2023? Well, I mean, first of all, we have to look at the financial approach. That takes a lot of money out of the gas fund. You know, right. Selling albums at shows was a big thing um, to keep the, 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 you know, the, the band rolling, and you lose out of that because you really don't make much money off of streams. Right. It's just, you know fractions of pennies so you can't count on that um so in the future you know as you look at it now bands just releasing a ton of music but they're doing it more of a, a, a trickle like a drip like every month they'll release a song or every other month and they'll put a video with it and the, the hope is that it'll take them to the next level of where they're playing you know and that's where they're trying to to get to the next level of if you're playing in bars you want to play in theaters and festivals you know if you're playing in theaters and festivals you want to open for a national act that's touring around. If you're opening for a national act that's touring around, you want to be that big regional act that has an opener and trying to increase people coming to live shows because that's become your your main revenue stream. You're not making money off the CDs anymore. Yes, you sell T-shirts and stuff like that, but the market is different. So for a band, it's really trying to build, build the brand and get people to come see your live shows through releasing new music at more of a tapered... Uh, pace rate whatever you want to say from, from a creative perspective is that uh, is that more or less freeing not having to get those uh 10 11 12 songs ready to go to get into the recording studio and and press out that uh that vinyl or that cd whatever it is does that allow you to go at your own pace a little more and, and does that what impact does that have on creativity would you say uh you know there's pros and cons to both of it you know you, there's definitely a pro where like you're excited about a new song you go in and you record it. Now you don't have to wait. Just get, get it out there, you know? But there's also cons where you get into the act of making a record, and uh, if you're going to record, you go into the studio and you want to do it all at once and get that the juices flowing and uh, making the album sound congruent. And, I'm, you know, I'm old school. I love records. I love an album. I love not thinking with a single mentality, releasing singles, that is. Like trying to make a, an album sound good from song one to song with, you know, we used to like put interleaving, interleaving tracks or what songs should go in what order was always a big thing for me because I would listen to the order of songs on a record and wonder what the artist was trying to tell me. <laughs> and that's kind of lost, you know. And liner notes, album artwork, <laughs> that's a big thing. I love artwork. I love to read the notes. And that's kind of lost now, you know. Yeah, it's a, a a bittersweet change, it seems like, and uh, as yeah. the music industry uh, grows and evolves. 
Uh, I think uh, it was again. We're speaking with uh, Frank Bush. He is a uh, vocalist and uh, rhythm guitar with Wheelhouse, performing this weekend at the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater. I think the last time I had a chance to talk to Kenny Lizer here on Community Comment, uh, I think it might have been pre-COVID. Um, but but one of the things that was mentioned at that time was uh, Wheelhouse brand whiskey. Is that still a thing? It is. It is. Yeah, we have our own brand of whiskey. It was a marketing thing we did in the beginning. Um, and because we like to drink whiskey, but, uh, we still, they still make it. We still sell it. We don't do it as much as we used to because we're just not out there pushing it as hard as we, we probably should, but it's still a thing. You can get wheelhouse brand whiskey. It's pretty tasty. Well, dry January is over. So maybe that's something that people will indulge in. David, Liz, Christine is, uh, is there an opportunity for refreshments at this weekend's gig? Absolutely. We have a great concessions area with, um, awesome volunteers who are going to serve up drinks as well as our feature is going to be wheelhouse whiskey oh okay yep. so the so wheelhouse whiskey yep. will be there yeah how do we how do we describe the wheelhouse whiskey frank um well it's a two-year aged uh so it's, it's kind of like a baby bourbon like it's a bourbon has to be four years in mm. virgin oak ours is only two so it's kind of like a blend between a canadian whiskey and a bourbon ah. which is kind of ironic because we sit kind of between kentucky and canada um, I guess so. So it's got, you know, the smoothness of a blend of a Canadian whiskey, but it's got a little bit of that, that oaky uh, taste of a, of a bourbon. So, you know, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty good stuff. Again, this weekend at the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater, the, uh, the Horicon Phoenix, uh, Liz, Christine, um, it seems like a band like Wheelhouse really fits hand in glove with, uh, with what it is that you guys are trying to do musically. Absolutely, yes. Um, we truly enjoy that type of music um our focus is on local bands and in fact uh frank uh with frank martin bush and the names played at our music at the market uh summer concert series last year and then kenny also played with old soul society for us in horicon last year oh very nice you have you got your 2023 lineup all hammered out yet we do we do and um i think there might be an appearance from kenny Oh. This summer, so that that's right? our only little little hint we're giving out this year. <laughs> okay. So far, we so usually far. announce our bands um, around May, but uh, yeah, so that's a little hot tip. Okay, all you right. Heard it here first. You will be able to hear here in just a little bit the 2023 schedule for the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater. Uh, but uh, but we're talking wheelhouse right now, right. and uh, we want to get uh, folks. This is Saturday night. We're talking about. Saturday night, doors open at 6 at the theater. Um, we'll have people there ready to serve you up some drinks and get you seated. And uh, we're going to have some dancing. We'll have uh, space for dancing available. Um, Wheelhouse is a great band to dance to. So, yeah, we're look, it's, yeah we've got tickets left. You can buy them at the, at the box office um, or you can buy them ahead of time online. What are those box office hours, David? Uh, those are Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 to 4. And you can always go to bdact.org to order tickets online. Is this a reserved or general admission show? No, it's a reserved seating. Okay, something to keep in mind. Uh, David, does that mean you're going to be unscrewing a lot of seats down in the first few rows here in the next <laughs> couple days? No, we actually have a, a pretty clever uh, dance uh, area, so you'll have to come and see it. it. It worked out really well on New Year's Eve. Uh, that was fun. Very good, very good. So um, if, uh, if you would, uh, Christine, uh, tell our listeners why they should check out Wheelhouse at the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater this Saturday. So not only is Wheelhouse an amazing band from Wisconsin with great original music, um, it's also great to come out and support our local theater. We've got the BDACT is an amazing establishment. Um, they do so much for the community and bring so much for the arts to our area, and we're lucky to have them. And Liz Darner, uh, same question, essentially. It's Wheelhouse. It's this weekend. They've got uh, Mackenzie Moore as the opening act. Why check it out? Well, we want people to know just what a great treasure of talent that we have in Wisconsin as far as the music scene goes. So please check out these musicians. Um, they're going to blow your mind. And, uh, Frank, we're going to give you the final word on this segment, Wheelhouse. Why purchase a ticket? <laughs> this Saturday, and uh, and get your groove on. I mean, it's Saturday. you got to go out and do something. We can't just stay home. But we're uh, I don't want to oversell our band, 
it's it's uh it's definitely worth the price of admission. Not only just to support uh, the BDACC and the, the Horicon and live music, but you will leave there thinking, "Oh my gosh, that was amazing!" All right, fantastic. What's the price tag on the tickets? Thirty-five dollars. And where is the uh, online presence for the Horicon Phoenix? Um, you can check us out on Facebook. We all have right. a Facebook page, and we have a website, too, but most of our information is on our Facebook page. That's where we have all of our events. Um, we've got information on the, the next upcoming Fire and Ice concert, the final one of the season. That'll be March 4th, so you can check out more information on that, too. Excellent. Very good. Uh, Frank, I want to thank you very much for, uh, for joining us today, and I uh, hope you have a good show on Saturday. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Take care, everybody. Thanks, Frank. See thank you Saturday. Thanks, Frank. Once again, Frank Bush, the uh, vocalist and rhythm guitar player for Wheelhouse, performing Saturday. Uh, Liz, Christine, uh, thank you guys so much for uh, coming into the program today. What uh, do, is this the final Fire and Ice series with the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater for the 2022-2023 season? Nope, we've got one more, March 4th. March 4th, and who yeah. is that going to be? We've got some amazing bands coming in from Milwaukee. Um, the opener, or they're co-headlining. It's going to be The Bellwether and... Zach, the Zach Petrini Band. Excellent. Yeah. Looking forward to that, and uh, we'll see you guys again here on Community Comment, right? You bet. We'll All be right. back. Fantastic. <laughs> again, uh, Liz Darner uh, with the Horicon Phoenix program. Also want to thank Christine Schmitz for uh, joining us on the program today. We're going to keep David Allen Smith here for just a little bit longer. We're going to get an update on how Whacked Fence went. That is the uh, the Wisconsin Association of Community Theaters Big Festival. Beaver Dam had an entry this year. Uh, we're going to find out how that went, and uh, we're also going to preview that 2023. It's been finalized now, the 2023 lineup for uh, uh, for um, the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater. We'll take a break. Be back here in just a few minutes. Hi, folks. This is Brad Rohde from Napleton and Beaver Dam. We are in the midst of winter, and we are here to make sure your vehicle is ready for those cold winter mornings. We are currently offering rebates totaling up to $55 on maintenance services like battery replacement, wiper blades, air filters, and cabin filters. Make an appointment today and have our certified technicians complete a complimentary inspection along with any services needed. 920-885-1299 or online at NapletonChevyBuickGMC.com. United Cooperative and Mother Nature work hand-in-hand to maximize all of your agricultural needs, from custom feed programs for your young animals to keeping your equipment up and running with top-grade fuel and lubricants. You can also count on our agronomy sales team for advice on maximizing your full-yield potential and precision ag programs to help keep costs in line. Call 920-887-1756 today so we can grow together. United Cooperative, rely on us. 19 degrees, 1258 here on WBEV 95.3, powered by Daily Dodge. WBEV, Beaver Dam, Mayville, a Good Karma Brands radio station. And uh, back to our community comment program, David Allen Smith, the managing director of the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater, our guest. And I I think just judging by the... um, the first segment alone here, David, it uh, really illustrates how the uh, Beaver Dam Area Community Theater is more than just uh, just a, a place where plays are performed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we do a lot of stuff over there, and uh, we're going to continue to expand that and offer more opportunities for volunteers and for people to get involved and to enjoy the arts. Uh, but that doesn't mean that there's not going to be plays performed at the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater. We've seen uh, several already this young year of 2023, including a Whacked Fest. Um, set the stage for us on this one, if you would. For those who are not familiar with uh, what Whacked Fest is and what Beaver Dam's role is in this whole thing, take it from the top, if you will. Whacked Fest is the Wisconsin Association of Information Community. News Assist. My bad. Sorry That's about okay. that. That's okay. Uh, the Wisconsin Association of Community Theaters, um, we belong to that organization. And uh, it represents a a variety of community theaters all over the state. Um, There are state community theater organizations like this all over the country, and the national organization is called the American Association of Community Theaters, and we all belong to that. So the competitions begin at the state level. Uh, Two weeks ago, Beaver Dam was very honored and uh, proud to host the 2023 Whacked Fest Uh, in our own facility, and uh, we invited um, six companies from around Wisconsin to come and compete, 
And of those six, two moved forward in the competition, and one of those was Beaver Dam. We had an original play, world premiere at this festival. Um, it, it's, uh, it's called For the Love of Camping. It's a very funny show. And whether you like camp, camping or dread camping, you will laugh at this one. It's very funny. And it's written by um, Rick. Rick Ramirez. Ramirez. Our, our, our buddy Rick Ramirez. And uh, it's a very, very funny show. It won a number of awards. It won some acting awards, a production award, and, it, and it, um, some lighting and sound awards. And it's uh, moving forward in the competition. So now it needs to go to the regional festival. And the regional festival, we're in Region 3. It's made up of five states here in the Midwest. And um, those people will all be coming to Wisconsin at the end of April to do the regional competition. So uh, Beaver Dam will again throw its hat in the ring there and uh, try to win there and move forward and go to the nationals. So it's uh, it's prestigious. It's uh, very nice to have a world premiere play that wins an award. I mean, that's kind of nice. So it's an award-winning world premiere play. So that's very nice. And uh, where will the uh, regional uh, uh, area community theater festival be held? Well, it was originally scheduled for another location, but due to some circumstances beyond control, um, they have uh, asked if we could hold it at BDACT, the uh, people from the American Association of uh, Community Theaters and the Wisconsin Association of Community Theaters were in our building two weeks ago, loved the facility, loved how our volunteers treated them and just rolled out the red carpet for everybody. And and that was very nice. So uh, we're in negotiations, negotiations right now, and it looks like it may actually be held at our facility at the end of April. We'll announce that more as we get closer, but I think that's uh, going to happen. Well, that's exciting. I mean, that's, that's nice. That really speaks to all the work, I think, that had been done to get this community theater, this new location, up and off the ground. We talk about it being a state-of-the-art theater quite a bit. What, what does that mean? What, what is it that might be attractive to, you know, uh, to an association like the American Association of Community Theaters uh, as it relates to the, uh, the Beaver Dam facility? The people who designed the modifications to turn that cafeteria at the school into the auditorium, camp's auditorium, uh, really knew what they were doing. The sound in there is incredible. The sound system is very nice. Um, Most of the actors use microphones, either body mics or overhead mics, but on that stage, you can actually talk and project and everyone can hear you. The seating is great. Nobody's really far from the stage. Um, The sight lines are wonderful, and this year we upgraded our lighting. Uh, We had a, a, a good lighting package to start the year but now we have an amazing lighting package it has a lot of very high-tech lights that allow us to create lots of colors and lots of movement on the stage so that combined with our volunteer base and all of the the friendly uh, rolling out the red carpet for anyone who comes to our shows or participates that's very inviting to the american association of community theaters um i think when they come see us if they do at the end of april that they'll be very pleased with what we're doing so um, you, you talked about regions um, with the uh, the competition. Beaver Dam was in Region Three, I believe you said. Wisconsin is, yes. I'm sorry. I, was- think, I think Region Three is made up of. Uh, I may be wrong on one of these, but I think I'm correct. I think it's Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, so there will be winners, advancers from each of those states coming to the regional competition uh, at the end of April. Uh, and uh, uh, Beaver, uh, excuse me, Wisconsin will just have one. There were there were two of them. There Beaver were two Dam winners one. that went forward: Beaver Dam and Kettle Moraine. Kettle both Moraine. both excellent shows. Okay, do you remember what Kettle Moraine did? Uh, yes, they did a. Um, theirs was not an original work. Um, I think it's called Three Viewings. Um, they're monologues from the stage of people who are at uh, a funeral parlor. And they're talking about someone who has passed away. And in both cases, it's a family member. Um, but it was riveting. Uh, I've been in theater a long time. And if you can keep my attention for, you know, 25 minutes, just a person talking on the stage, I, I just thought the production was wonderful. And then Beaver Dam's production is on the other end of the scale. It's got a lot of people on stage and it's a comedy. So you had drama and you had comedy. You had a small cast and you had a large cast. So both of those shows uh, were done well enough for the judges, the adjudicators to judge the performances and send those two forward. So we're very uh, pleased with that. 
Will uh, each of the five states in the Region 3 have two entries going forward? Some will have two. Some will have one. It depends on how many enter at the state level. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think if there's only three entrants, then only one goes forward. If there's four or more, two go forward, something like that. But we should have about eight, um, potentially ten, but eight to ten, I would guess, would be the number that will perform at the regionals. So that would be something that would be done over a couple days then, presumably, if it comes to Beaver Dam. There are sessions where you can see two shows. Um, you can buy tickets. And again, that information is all going to be um, down the line here when we get the specifics hammered out. But basically, it's uh, sessions of two plays per session. You get to watch them set up, do the show, take down. Everything is timed. Uh, there are timers and adjudicators in the audience. After the show, the adjudicators go up and give uh, feedback and um, kind of uh, give the actors, the production company, the, the community theater that put on the show – give them some ideas on how to improve their show or things they liked. Um, it, that, to me, was one of the fun parts of watching this festival is after each show, the adjudicators stood up there and gave feedback, and that was that was neat, neat to watch. Is this a, a process that you've participated in much? You've had a, a rich history in, in I, theater? I did with the American College, American College Theater Festival, ACTF, which is kind of, a, I think, a related organization. So when I was in college, yes, I, a production I was in, um, moved forward, and then also I was nominated for uh, an award uh, as an individual actor, so I did my own performances of some monologues. So, yeah, I've, I've been part of the festival circuit, and I've seen how it works, and um, it really went off seamlessly um, at BDACT. It was very nice. So after, uh, after this regionals round, uh, what is it? Is it to the nationals? Then? Straight to the nationals. I believe that's in Kentucky. I think it's Louisville. Okay, I may be incorrect. In we're talking region one, two, three, four, five. There's this ten is... regions. Yeah, so it'll be the winners from each region going to the nationals. So this uh, regional coming up, we are one step away from going to the nationals. Wow. So, yeah, it's uh, it's very prestigious. So, so that would that would be another eight to ten plays, then presumably mm-hmm. at the at the national level. Beaver Dam has a shot. Beaver Dam does, and uh, we we are on par with any uh, community theater in the country. And I do believe with our talent and the things that we uh, have produced in this theater over the last fifty nine seasons, um, yeah, we definitely are in the running. All right. So if there's a, if a pipe bursts down there in Kentucky or something, you think Beaver Dam could host the, the Nationals? <laughs> well, we'll see if I get a phone call. <laughs> um, the uh, the fact that Beaver Dam had this original play by uh, Rick Ramirez for the love of camping, uh, an original. Does the 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 mere fact that it's an original play and it's a good play, the fact that it's original is. Do you think that has a, an impact with the judges versus something that may uh, have been written by? Uh, a playwright somewhere else that's not necessarily affiliated with the community theater that's presenting it? I'm not sure that it does. Um, if you do um, an already published play, you have to fit it within a certain time frame. It has to fit in under 60 minutes, so you have to make cuttings. And the adjudicators, the judges, are very familiar with the plays you're doing. They've seen the long version. And one of the things they do make comments on is, why did you cut here and not there? Why did you make those cuts? So that's a little bit of a handicap I think you have when you're doing a known work. On the other hand, when you're doing an unknown work, it's a real shot in the dark. They may like it. They may not. Um, Rick's uh, pretty good at this. He knows how to read an audience. Uh, he comes from an acting and directing background, and uh, he's, he's very good as a writer. And so um, when he agreed to uh, create something for this year's festival, um, I knew it would be good. I knew he'd make it work, and uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful show. So the, um, the For the Love of Camping um, play was performed before Whacked Fest on the stage of the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater. Uh, should the regionals come back to BDACT, uh, do you foresee there being an uh, uh, opportunity for the public to see uh, just the For the Love of Camping performance again? You can buy tickets usually to uh, any of the sessions. Okay. So you would have to look at the schedule. Um, we would post a schedule. You'd have to look at the schedule and see what session Beaver Dam's show is performing in. That's unknown at this point. And then uh, you could get tickets to that session. And I think there's also a pass you can buy to watch all the sessions. If you're a real theater junkie and you want to see um, eight different plays, they're all one hour or less. But it's it's a real learning experience. It's just fun to watch because each starts with a blank stage. 
The cast has 10 minutes to set up. It's timed. They do their show. They have 10 minutes to strike the set off the stage. And then they sit and listen to the judges give comments. So it's a really wonderful way to uh, get your theater fix on. Well, speaking of uh, schedules, the uh, the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater has announced their 2023 schedule. And even though I've been trying to pry it out of you and I've gotten uh, some answers, uh, you know, partial answers and uh, some previews, we now can sit down here and uh, and go through the entire calendar for uh, the main stage performances for the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater in 2023. Uh David, what are we going to be seeing? Um, our first uh, main stage show is You Can't Take It With You. That's a classic comedy. Um, I think it was written in the 30s. That will be, be April 14th through the 23rd. Um, it's a very comical play. Um, it's about a, a, a rather crazy family with, that are very eccentric and and uh, strange goings on. They, they create fireworks in their own basement, and those are always going off. And um, there are a lot of characters. If anyone saw the movie, um, I think – who was in the movie? I think it was – oh, I know who it was. Let me look up real quick here. Uh, James Stewart. That's Jimmy who Stewart. it was. Jimmy Stewart. Um, who, learned, um, who learned acting from um, Beaver Dam's Eric Colkhurst. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, Frank, Frank Capra did the 1938 screen version that featured Jimmy Stewart and Gene Arthur. Wow. Uh, it's a very funny show, show and we have uh, one of our veteran directors, Diane Lutz, uh, is at the helm of this one, directing this show. Um, she's going to do it proud, I'm sure, and uh, it'll be a very funny show, and that's the, that's the show we're doing in April. That's the first of our main stage. Tickets are available for that show online. Um, the, the performance dates are April 14th, 15th, 16th, and then the next weekend, April 21, 22, and 23. Diane Lutz, back in the director's chair. Absolutely. Okay, let me see. What's next on our um, list? I do believe it is our summer uh, musical, which we brought back uh, last year after a hiatus because of COVID. Last year, we did The Drowsy Chaperone, which was well-received. And this year, we have uh, Escape to Margaritaville. That's the, the show featuring all the music of Jimmy Buffett. It's a, a very fun musical that takes place on an island uh, resort. And the show dates for that are Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, August 10. Wait, Yes. Four, five, six. Yeah. Oh, that's four, five, six. That's right. And then Thursday, August 10th, I had to get that correct there, uh, 10, 11, 12, and 13. So it, there's seven performances of that show, four shows on the second weekend and three on the first weekend. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, I think we're going to have a lot of people audition. We, we held auditions for our spring uh, comedy and we had uh, I think we had 29 people audition for 17 roles so and they came from eight different cities in the area so uh, we want to stress that the BDACT the first two letters stand for Beaver Dam but the third letter stands for area so uh, anywhere around we we are happy to um, invite and encourage people from other cities anywhere around the area to come and join us we we love that so you can't take it with you uh, they're rehearsing right now Yes, already rehearsals have begun. If uh, if I wanted, I'm like, oh, I love Jimmy Buffett. I've never been in a play, but I'd love to try out for this play. Any idea what time frame you might see those rehearsal or those auditions pop up? I think the auditions are set for May. Um, that hasn't been published yet, but I believe it will be in May. Okay, and uh, might be the second or third weekend of of May. So we'll have auditions for that. That show, like I said, performs in August, and then our. Third uh, show, main stage show in the series, is Laughter on the 23rd Floor. That's a Neil Simon play. Um, you may remember the Dick Van Dyke show featured Carl Reiner was the producer, and mm -hmm. he played um, uh, Alan Brady, a character who had a show, and he had a staff of writers, which features Dick Van Dyke and Rosemarie and Maury Amsterdam, and, and they were writing in a room for this comedy show. Well, this play was written by Neil Simon – when he was a writer with people like Carl Reiner and some other comedy writers, Mel Brooks, and they had an office on the 23rd floor and they were trying to create writing for uh, a comedy show. And so it's kind of a, a look behind the scenes of 
very comedic people writing comedy for a comedy show. It's very funny. It's it's Neil Simon. It's very good. If you've ever seen Neil Simon, you know the style. It's very good. What what's the bad Neil Simon play? Oh wait, there isn't. There one. isn't one. They're all good. I love them all. This one um, will be October thirteenth through the twenty second. And tickets are available for sale on that, too. And I will mention that this series, this main stage series of three shows, if you buy your tickets before April 23rd, you can buy tickets to all three shows and you get 20% off. Hmm. So um, if you if you wait past that date, then it will just be single shows and it'll be full price. But to save 20%, if you think you might want to attend all three of those shows, uh, it's a real good savings to uh, – to get that, get your tickets for all three shows before April 23rd. How does that work with seating? Typically, uh, main stage shows have reserved seating. Yep, you'll pick your own seats. You go online. You, you go to bdact.org. You look for the main stage series pass, and um, it'll give you each show one by one. You can pick your seats for each show, and then when you go to checkout, it'll take 20% off the price of the three tickets. So yep. that's a really good deal. bdact.org. Now, mm-hmm. these are, are not uh, these are the three main stage shows, but these are not going to be the only things that the Beaver Dam area community theater host certainly we're not ready to go through the entire list for 2023 at this point but uh there is uh no doubt uh going to be a busy calendar year at the yes yes um we have our one voice children's concert children's chorus they do concerts uh four times a year and uh, the next one's coming up on march 5th so uh look for that Uh, they will also perform in may and then I think it's October and December. Excellent. So um, that's always fun to watch. They always put on a great show, and we have really good attendance for that. We also have our Class Act Children's Acting Class. This year they are doing a performance. They're doing um, a play, and I believe it's on the 13th. Uh, yep, it's 13th of May. It's called Folk Tales. And so they'll be performing that. That'll be fun to watch. And, of course, we have Paddle City Big Band, which is our local in-house big band. And uh, they do jazz music. They had their first concert in November. It was magnificent. They did a really great job. The audience was packed in there. Um, It looks like the concert for them in the spring is in April, uh, April 30th. And then I believe their fall concert's in November. So you want to come and catch those. Um, They did their premiere concert with us um, this last November. And like I said, a lot of people were there and just loved it. It was just, it was so fun. And then, of course, we have our Teletale Children's Theater. And that's in three different divisions. We have the elementary school group. Um, They're doing a show called Tut Tut. Uh, it's based on um, it's based in Egypt, where the young King Tut doesn't like being the prince anymore, and he finds a, a look-alike in the village, and they switch places, and then of course, calamity happens. <laughs> but that's a fun little children's musical that will be in July. Our other children's show is a middle school show that will also be in July. That's for sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. And then our big high school musical, which um, this year is Mean Girls, the musical. Oh, no, you're kidding me. No, that I just know, became just became available. I know a lot of people who are going to be very excited about that. Right. And that opens on the 22nd, I think, 23rd of June, and it runs for two weekends. I think there's eight performances there. Is uh, Mark Lefebvre back yes, in the director's chair Yes, Mark is directing that, right. yes. And then we have a few other surprises we're going to drop in here and there, um, uh, some one-nighters here and there, and uh, I think we have a murder mystery play scheduled oh. for um, September. So, um, yeah, always lots going on at BDACT. Is it to the point where every weekend is going to be seeing some type of uh, unique opportunity for entertainment? I think um, we would we would completely burn out our volunteer base if it was every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a couple weekends a month. Uh, although I will say I just ran the stats on uh, 2022, and we had 52 individual performances in that auditorium. <laughs> uh, that doesn't count the rentals or the classes or the rehearsals or any of that. It's just performances. So that would be one a week. And that's what we did last year. And I think we'll probably do a similar pace this year. That's pretty fantastic. Um, uh, uh, Christmas, is that a uh, is that going to see any um, uh, holiday theme type of things perhaps? I know it's a little early. 
No, that's fine. We do have a Christmas uh, Christmas concert from One Voice Children's Chorus. Um, that is the second weekend, second Sunday in December. And then this year we have the return of In Hindsight. Judy Hine oh. does her um, variety show, which is always well-received. Um, sells lots and lots of tickets. People love to see it. It features lots of local talent doing wonderful um, variety acts on, on stage, lots of music, lots of fun. And that will be the weekend after. After that, so the third weekend in December, we'll Ooh. feature that show. Right up into the holidays. Right there. up there, yes. And Never. of course, then by then it's New Year's Eve again, and we're back to Fire Nice concert. So um, the year will go fast, but there's a lot going on over at BDACT. Uh, volunteers, you mentioned them just a second ago. Uh, are, are you looking for volunteers? Do you need volunteers? We always need volunteers. We love volunteers. That's the it's the lifeblood of the organization. And um, they come in and they, they have smiles on their faces and they help out. We always have new people at almost every event and we're happy to welcome them. And if you would like to usher a show or help sell popcorn or um, help with anything that has to do with the show, working on sewing some hats or costumes for the kids or one of the adult shows or auditioning for the show or helping build the set or learning how to paint things. Uh, there's all kinds of things we can have you do. Um, all you have to do is just contact us at bdact.org or stop in the box office on Tuesdays or Thursdays from 10 to 4 and just say, hey, you know what? I I'd like to volunteer doing something because we'd love to to bring you in and get you involved. And that website again, if uh, folks wanted to get either that uh, season long uh, ticket pass or individual con- uh, concerts or plays, BDACT Beaverdam Area Community Theater dot org. Well, David, this has been nice. Yes, it has. It's I always nice. It. I enjoy coming. You, you're going to be uh, checking out Wheelhouse this weekend. I will be there. I wouldn't miss it. All right. So, and the refreshment stand will be open. Yes, it will. I won't be having the whiskey, but you should. You <laughs> should come along and have some. I'll. I'll be on duty, but you certainly are welcome to enjoy that. We'll be looking forward to it, David. Thank you for joining us. You today. bet. Uh, David Allen Smith, he is the Managing Director of the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater. want to thank our other guests for joining us earlier on the program today with the Horicon Phoenix program, uh, Christine Schmitz and Liz Darner. Uh, they are partnering with the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater as part of their Fire and Ice series, and their second of three concerts is coming up this Saturday when it is a Wheelhouse uh, featuring uh, Beaver Dam native Kenny Lizer on the uh, fiddle, and that uh, is uh, going to be getting underway with uh, Doors at 6, Mackenzie Moore at 7, and uh, Wheelhouse at 8.30 at the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater Camps Auditorium. Uh, tickets again at bdact.org. Also want to thank uh, Frank Bush, the uh, vocalist and guitar player uh, with uh, Wheelhouse, for, uh, for joining us on the uh, program a little bit earlier. That is going to do it for today's community comment.